Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Oh my God. These are pretty much my favorite days, the days that we get to record. Can I just say that out loud? Yeah, they're definitely a bright spot in the week, a nice little oasis of uh, some sassy fun. (laughs) And you guys are so jealous because you don't get to see us have our dance parties before we hit record, but we get to see it. Yes. (laughs) We'll get on down doing some chair dancing. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Moving that business out. (laughs) But let us not spend too much time with our with our silliness this morning because we have a special guest today. We do. I'm so excited. Okay, so now you already know her, and for me, this is a bonus treat because I get to meet someone cool and brand new for me. And we have on our show today Dr. Michelle Mazer, and she's amazing, and you guys are going to fall in love with her. She is actually a speech coach. She teaches people how to speak and deliver a message that's powerful and amazing. And she works with business owners and speakers who want to stand out, kind of basically be the best in their class, be the best in their field and really position themselves like as a category of one. So they're like the expert in their field because they are, and now they just need to get their message out. So Michelle comes along and she helps them out. And bonus, she is the CEO of Communication Rebel. She's the author of two, actually three books, Mm -hmm. one coming out soon, which we'll talk about later. And she is also a podcast host. It's awesome to have Michelle here. She's the host of Rebel Rising Podcast, and she has been featured in Fast Company, Inc., Entrepreneur, PR Daily. She owns it. Girl is around the world. So we're so excited to welcome Michelle Mazer today. Hello, Dr. Michelle. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, we're so excited that you're here today. Me yeah, too. Welcome. Yay, we're so excited. I'm so excited to see your face and, and to have you be here so our audience can get to know you better. This is going to be really fun. Yes, it is. I can't wait. Ah, so Michelle, can I call you Michelle? Or would you prefer yeah. Dr. Mazer? Please call me Michelle. I am, although I use like Dr. Michelle Mazer and my like URL and branding and everything, I'm, I'm definitely a Michelle. Well, you also worked hard to earn that uh, doctor label, so let us honor that. (laughs) Honor the letters. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I I always tell people, like, I actually had, it was a guy tell me once that I probably shouldn't use the doctor or PhD in my branding because it would intimidate people. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, no, it intimidates you. I paid a lot of money for this degree and it makes me legit in my industry. So I'm totally using it. Yes, girl, use it. (laughs) So welcome today and tell us a little bit more, Michelle, Dr. Michelle, Dr. Michelle (laughs) Mazur, how you got started in this amazing field of how helping people craft their message and get it out there. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, this all started for me like 
ages ago, like when I was a freshman in high school, or maybe I was a sophomore in high school, and I had to take a speaking class. And it was terrifying because I was this very shy girl who didn't really speak up. I sat in the back. I knew the answers, but I wouldn't say anything because I don't want any attention on me. And I, the, the speech was terrible. Like speaking was terrible for me, like knocking knees, shaking hands, spitting. The boy I like was in the front row, you know, so you're just like spitting on this guy. <laughs> he was in the spray zone. Yeah. He was in like the splash zone, like Sea World or something. <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, this is so embarrassing. But at the same time, there was this voice in my head that was like, Michelle, this is really important and you should, you know, master this skill, like go out and master it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I decided that one of the best next steps for me was to do it competitively because if you suck at something, just do it competitively. Why not? (laughs) No, I don't know exactly what I was thinking. So I joined the speech and debate team and it was a tremendous year of growth doing that because I did suck. Like I was terrible, but because I went to every single tournament, because I was always getting coaching from my peers and from our teacher, I was slowly developing the skills and mastering and just kind of spending that time in the woodshed. And I fell in love with speaking. I fell in love with communication. And that led me to the PhD in communication because, I mean, it was just... Communication was something that always just felt so right for me. Like, this is my calling. And I'm one of those people who believe that communication changes the world. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people communicate their message so that they could change the world. And that, you know, has led me to amazing, like, well, I was a professor for a while and then I quit that because I wasn't, I'm not very good at politics. (laughs) So side note, not great at that. Then I went into corporate, which was also not very good at politics. And I was in market research, which wasn't a great fit. I mean, I'm a great researcher, but not for me. And then I started the business and it started as just like a blog. I was just writing about speaking. And then I posted this really ranty post about how not to be a motivational speaker because I saw a really terrible speaker like, oh my gosh, she was so emotionally manipulative. Like when she got on stage, she had everybody in the room stand up and then she asked us to clap. And so we did. And she's like, you've given me a standing ovation and now I must earn it. And I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 no. We do not do that here. Um, So I wrote this ranty post and someone saw it who had a big speaking event and he's like, hey, I love what you're talking about. Can you help me? And it turned out he was speaking at Barbara Bush's Points of Light Foundation for a fundraiser. So that was my first client, you know, like just in front of a former first lady, whatever, and some really famous people, whatever, no big deal. You and this no pressure thing, right? I know, I know. I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just jump in. And so in the last about a year or so, and Nicole knows this because she's worked with me, I've been going through a bit of a 
pivot a change in direction. So at the end of 2017, uh, I was so over speaking, like talking about how to get paid, how to market yourself, how to get the gig, how to say no to free speaking, like all of that. And I was just done because I'd been doing it for like four or five years at that point. Mm -hmm. And I had nothing left to say. And it felt so soulless because I'd really gotten away from my communication changes the world mission. And I just sat with that for a while. And all of a sudden, I noticed this pattern because I'm a researcher. That's what we do. We notice patterns about social movements and how well they communicated what they're about, whether it's Black Lives Matter or Me Too. And then I saw that the speakers and entrepreneurs I loved had this message that did the exact same thing thing. Like five second rule, start with why. Like they had such succinct messages that you, that were associated with them. And I thought, wow, I wonder if I could use social movement questions. Like what are you rebelling against? What change do you want to create to help people find their message? And it worked. (laughs) And that was amazing. So I call that the three word rebellion. And that's what the book is on. And now I'm pivoting. I still work with speakers. I love, love, love my speakers. But I'm working with all different types of change making business owners who have a hard time communicating what they're about because either it's a tough thing to talk about, like trauma. And you kind of have to ease into it and figure out a way to frame it so people aren't like, no, right away. Or they're doing something that is so unique that they can't communicate the value of it. Mm. Well, you're, you're speaking to both of us right now <laughs> in a huge way. I, I'm kind of stunned at the moment. So many things that you have just shared with us bring up so much emotion and so much uh, just like really vivid memories and vision and and just almost like a remembering that's taking Mm -hmm. place, but also looking forward. It's weird. It's weird. I'll admit it. (laughs) But I love when you said that you got to a place where you had nothing left to say. And that was the point where you realized that, okay, it's time for a pivot. Right. Yes. So let's, let's move from there. Like how, how do you get to a place where, you know, people who are listening right now who have had a message and they feel like they've been, you know, shouting from the rooftops into a void and feel like nobody's listening. Like why this is so important. Why is nobody picking this up? How do you, how do you get yourself from that place to keep going and say what needs to be said? Yeah, I think a part of it is number one, acknowledging that there might be something off with the message. Like I love speaking, but I had really sold myself out because I thought the only thing that could ever sell was if it made people money. So that's why it became all about the money. Meanwhile, like I am not motivated by money. Like, don't get me wrong. I love money and everything, but if it's my primary motivation, I like, ugh, it's just, it felt so soulless. So I think the first thing is to acknowledge that there is something misaligned because I did. I felt like I was talking about speaking all the time and some people were listening, which was amazing. And I had, I have amazing, amazing clients, but I'm like, wow, I I really should be doing better. Like what is off? 
And I also felt like I could be replaced by a Google search, which is never a good feeling to like type in how to get a speaking gig and just realize, oh, well, Google can tell you that. Why, why do you need me? <laughs> right? Like, right. <laughs> I'm not really having anything of value. So once you like recognize that there's something in you that is out of alignment, then you have to figure out like what is it? Like, what have I gotten away from in my business, in my life, in my message that is not resonating with me? And if it's not 100% resonating with me, why would it resonate with anyone else? And that required me just to like really sit with things, like sit, like sit and know. And I also had this weird feeling that there was something outside of me that was wanting to break through. I didn't know what it was. I remember I see this great energy worker here in Seattle and I told her, I was like, Jenny, I feel like there's something here that wants to come through. And she's just like, just be with it. Like sit with whatever that is and see what comes through. And I was like, okay, I'll sit with that. And then the breakthrough came when I'm like, oh, wait, oh, I've really abandoned why I do what I do. Like I had left that why like somewhere in middle Missouri stranded on the side of the road. Like I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't fulfilling my purpose or the reason I started this business. Mm -hmm. And that really broke me open to seeing, okay, well, if I don't want to do this anymore, And I know there's this thing sitting out here that I don't know what it is. I'm all like, well, what am I going to do? And that's when it was like, oh, I'm open now to actually pivot. Because I think before, like, I think I always wanted to do more messaging for businesses. But I was always like, oh, I'm known for speaking. I'm known for speaking. I can't do it. But when I moved through it and like broke open into the space of like, no, there's no reason I can't do this. And that's when it was like, oh, and here's the three-word rebellion. This is your new framework. And okay. I'm like, wow. It was an amazing experience. But it took a lot of reflection and just letting go what needs to go and letting what needed to come through come when it was ready. It was like an evolution took place and you were at the at the center of it. And then you got to be in the driver's seat of it. Yes, exactly. Because exactly. communication really is more than just the words that we say, isn't it? Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, communication to me, it, it is the words, but it's also thinking deeply about the person who's receiving it. Like that's one of my big beliefs. I mean, a PhD in communication is basically how do other people process what you're saying? So it's how people are thinking about it, what their resistance is to listening to you and your message and the fact like, oh, I really want to change people and people say they want to change but they don't really, like, that's really hard. So you have to talk to all of that. And then I also think it's that emotional aspect of how you're connecting and how you're making other people feel when you're showing up on social media or, you know, on a podcast and a review, because there is that, that feeling aspect, which I feel a lot of times comes through in the stories that we tell along with our message, but it's also just the energy we show up with. Hmm. It, it is, it is very true because in, as a professional, it is your job to look at all those things that we don't always look at all these pieces of the puzzle where it's not just about speaking. It's not even just about the message. It is about, all of the factors, because it's about people being able to hear 
the message. It's about them being able to take it in, mm-hmm. for it to feel a certain way that we want them to feel, for them to take action on it. And that's important. And so that's that's finesse, you know, that you bring to the table because mm-hmm. speaking is a mechanism. The message is what's important. And we get really stuck on the mechanism as opposed to what the purpose is. And so I love that you stepped more fully into that because let everyone else do the speaking stuff. You know, there's plenty of that, but, but someone to help us craft a message that is receivable mm-hmm. and that puts people in action and in, the, in their own purpose, that's where some magic is. And that's what that thing was sitting over here going, okay, Michelle, you've been on the path. You had a purpose. You veered off a little bit, but here we are. We're ready to go. And so you could see that and feel it. And I'm glad that you pivoted because we need you. Oh, thank you. No, and it felt it was like it was such the right thing to do. And it was amazing when that whole idea of the three word rebellion came through because it was like overwhelming. Like it was like, oh, it was like right in front of me. It's this, it's called the three word rebellion. This is how you create it for people. You've kind of been doing this work already. And like, even when it came through, like I didn't tell my husband about it for a week because it felt so big and so massive and overwhelming that I was just like, oh, is it, 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 why me? Like, why did you choose me? <laughs> and it took me a little bit of sitting with the three-word rebellion and getting to know it a little bit more before I could even be like, hey, honey, I have this new idea. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah. And, so, and But there's so much deep purpose in that because what you're doing is you're not just saying, here, speak on this topic or speak in this way, or, you know, this is the title of the next thing. Like you're having people do a deep dive into what's not working, why you give a shit and what you're going to do about it and, and through your message. And mm-hmm. that ain't an easy space to hold, Michelle, for people. I know I've been your client. It ain't an easy space for, you know. <laughs> no, no. And it's amazing all of the things that come up. And, you know, one of the things when I got into this, what I didn't realize is I thought everyone approached messaging the way that I did, that I would have these deep, meaningful conversations with people. We would talk about like why they're ticked off about what they're ticked off and what they want to create and all of that. And then I, I had a consult call with somebody who was interested in hiring me and she told me she hired someone else and they handed her what her message was after just interviewing her for 60 minutes. And I was like, what? Is that what people do? And she's like, yeah. She's like, you didn't know that? I'm like, no, I just always thought it would be this in-depth co-creative process because that's what I love. Like I love the conversations I get to have with my clients because they're fascinating and they're meaningful and they're deep and they're big. And yes, kind of have to hold a large container for it, but it lights me up. And I'm like, how can somebody hand you your message in 60 minutes after talking to you? Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's the equivalent of fast food versus fine dining, really. You mm-hmm. know, you can just go to the drive through coach, whatever. God bless you all. And, and you know, pick meal number three, supersize it and, and move on. Yeah. Or you can sit down with someone like you and really get to know, like, what is it? Why am I here? Like, you're the person that allows space for a deeper conversation and allows a person to go through that deep dive process, which is scary as hell, but also so exciting. And there's nothing that compares to it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so meaningful because sometimes I feel like I'm just like an idea therapist. Like I show up for sessions with people and, you know, like I have my system where I'm like reading through all the free writing. I'm doing my own like qualitative analysis on what you're saying. But then it's like, I have to show up for the session and dive deeper because sometimes the answers are really surface and to find your message, you have to move past your own BS. And there have been times I've had to like email clients, you know, four hours before a session and say like, Hey, let's talk for 15 minutes today. Cause you need to go deeper to give me what I need in order to find your message. And they're like, Oh, okay. Mm. You can't find this in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have a new book coming out and I know that at the time that this podcast releases, your little baby's going to be out in the world, fresh and sparkly. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. So the book is The Three Word Rebellion, Create a -a One-of-A-Kind Message That Grows Your Business Into a Movement. And my first instinct when I have a new big idea is that I should write a book because I'm such an academic. I remember I still told my husband when I like came up with this idea, I'm like, I think I'm going to write a book. He's like, of course, you're going to write a book about it. He's like, that's what you do. You write books. I'm like, oh, okay, yes. But yeah, in the book, I take you through the whole three-word rebellion process, but I also write a bit about preparing you for creating a three-word rebellion and what it requires of you as a business owner, speaker, and entrepreneur, because what a three-word rebellion asks of you is to really step into your leadership and create something bigger than yourself and also create a space where you're okay with this message taking on a life of its own and other people talking about it and maybe not even mentioning your name, which they shouldn't do, but that happens. (laughs) But it is this it's weird because it's like we're talking about, it's a messaging tool. It's a great communication tool. It can create all kinds of content for you and you can create a great audience journey and have great copy for your website, but it's also requiring you to step into your power and lead. So the book covers all of that. So the first part of the book is all about prepping you for it. Second part of the book is all about finding your three-word rebellion, unearthing it. And the final part is launching it into the world and sharing that message. Because a three-word rebellion does no one no good if it's sitting in a Google Google Doc somewhere. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to get my hands on this. You can't even imagine how tickled pink I am right now. <laughs> I have a quick question. So not everyone who listens in our community have, biz- have businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is not necessarily just about business. It's about claiming your message. It's about stepping into your power, as you said, and really identifying in a way what your purpose is, you know, because you can, you can even be in a a position as an employee or as a manager leader in your own company and have your own three word rebellion that compels you to, to, to do some stuff. So could you speak to that? I know that's not what the book's about, but it feels like it could lend itself over. Yes. And you are not the first person who've seen that potential either. Um, and I I saw it at first and I think maybe there's another book in there. <laughs> but, How but, to have your three-word rebellion and not get fired. <laughs> yeah. Because 
I do feel like it can serve as almost a personal mantra for you for what you're about in the organization that you serve in, because these questions, you know, apply to anyone. You can be rebelling against something in your organization or the industry that your organization's a part of. You can want to create a change and use the same process to create your own personal mantra to live by and to let the people around you know, like, hey, this is what I'm all about. And so, yes, I totally see it as something that people could use in their own personal development to communicate to the world, like how they want to shake things up and change things for the better. And I think it would help people who are not engaged in their job find that engagement or realign with what their purpose should be to find that new job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't know what to look for if you don't know what you're looking looking for, right? And it's going to yeah. help them to identify what they want and what they should be looking for mm-hmm. so that they recognize it. When it's yes. There. Yeah. And they recognize when they don't have it. <laughs> Yes, because it is that introspective process. And that's the process of free writing is to like help you just be in the moment and write what you believe and don't care about, oh, like, how is it, how am I going to make this happen <laughs> or, or any of that? It's just really about getting your ideas and your feelings out and your opinions out of your head onto paper in a way that doesn't have to be politically correct or grammatically correct or spelled correctly or any of it because it is really for you to discover discover what your work is all about, whether that's a business or whether it's on this planet. Mm, I love this. Michelle, I want to go backwards in the conversation just mm-hmm. a little bit. When you were sitting at that place of pivot and you had this this thing, this this mm-hmm. energy, this this something just waiting to break through. And you asked yourself, why me? Why did you choose me? What was your answer? Why did it choose you? The answer is it had been preparing me my whole life for this idea. I mean, I feel like... Every choice that I've made, whether it was, you know, getting the PhD, joining the speech and debate team, even going into market research, because that gave me valuable insight into uh, the corporate world and how that works. I feel like everything I was doing had led me to that moment. Because the funny thing is, is like I look back and like some of the questions I asked to find people's three-word rebellions, I have been talking about for years, like in different speeches, in different ways. And then I was like, oh, I can use this to find this three-word rebellion. And it was funny when this message first started coming together, I had a conversation with a book coach named Jenny Nash, who I told about this idea. And she's like, oh my gosh, you should write a book on this. And I was like, I know, right? She's like, yeah, you could call it the three-word speech. And I'm like, "Mm, that's not quite right. Not quite right, but close, right? And then I sat there for a while longer and I was like, oh, it's the three-word rebellion. My brand is communication rebel. Of course, that's what this is called. And so it's been interesting like how every, like even like when I was 
six years old, I wanted to be a politician when I grew up. Like that was like, I was into gym. I'm, I'm six. I was like a huge Jimmy Carter supporter. Like, oh, girl. <laughs> Me too. like I begged my, I was like ticked that I couldn't vote because I was six. I begged my parents to vote for him over Ronald Reagan, but it was, and I wanted to be not necessarily a president, but a politician because I saw how they helped people, like how they could make change in society for good. And I wanted to do that. And then I found out like you had to like ask people to support you. And I wasn't very good at that right away. (laughs) So that went away. But that first inkling prepared me for where I am now. Mm -hmm. So that knowing that thing was really, it was the accumulation of all the prep, all the time, all the energy, all of the rebel yells on everything else. Yes. 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 And it was finally, I think it was finally my time to have that come through. Mm -hmm. So important. No, it's so important. It really is. I I had a question that I had wanted to ask you that Mm -hmm. when you take someone through this process or have gone through it yourself, what is the most surprising or profound healing you've seen someone go through from claiming this three word rebellion. And you don't have to give too many details, but you know, as far as what's the most surprising thing you've seen happen for someone when they really step into that rebellion, that truth. It's amazing. I feel like there's a lot of healing around imposter complex. The question of who am I to do this message? Like, who am I to, you know, like, oh, I don't have a degree in this, so I shouldn't be saying that. And I'm like, what? Like, what, what is going on here? Or they're suffering from like comparisonitis. They're looking at other people in their field and I'm telling them, no, stop. You can do, you can do your own thing. So understand, like, all of that, I feel like there's so much societal stuff we put on women because a lot of my clients are women that there's a lot of healing that happens when I'm basically giving them permission to run with their permission and run with their idea and that they see like, oh, this, this idea has value, it has worth and I'm the person to give it because most people show up and they're like, they want to shrink away a little bit and opening them up to that expansion and figuring out like, well, why are you shrinking away from this? Like, let's not change your three word rebellion to like, to, to like make it smaller. Let's figure out why you want to make it smaller first and have conversations around that. Mm hmm. Well, that's that's awesome. true. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because I love the kind of rebel energy that's that's you know the face of your brand and and the the energy that you bring to all of this and really what's kind of just been who you are through your life walking through this journey with this rebel energy and definitely there there's some conflict in there right because we have this rebellion against stuff that's status quo that we feel like needs changed but it's also scary as hell to be the person that stands up and rebels because Mm -hmm. oh girl there's consequences there's consequences so how do we get past that yeah and and one of especially for women (laughs) well the I want to be liked thing, right? I think that's why women so often 
like make their message bland, like live your best life kind of messaging, right? Because it's not controversial. You're not taking a stand. And to do change making work, you have to make people feel uncomfortable and people have to decide if they're in or out. And that means that they might not like you. And that is okay. It is okay if they don't like you. So (laughs) I I think moving past that and realizing like, yeah, I am not for everyone. And if I am going to do the work that I meant to do on this planet, I'm going to tick some people off and I'm resilient enough in myself to be okay with that and to wish those people the best in life (laughs) and send them on their way. Yeah. And and the clearer you get with a three-word rebellion, the stronger you can be standing in that power, right? So it gives you permission to stand. It gives you something to stand on. It's very clear. So people can either get on board or they can get out or they can then get their three-word rebellion, rebelling against what you're standing for. But at least, (laughs) but you know, at least it's clear and it puts people into some place of of action and, and, you know, response. So yeah, that's a good thing to have when you're standing on the stage to be able to stand in your three word rebellion because you're going to need it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like you do, you just want people to make a decision. And there are so many people out there who are thinking what you want to say, (laughs) but can't say it themselves. So when you finally say the thing, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. Where have you been all of my life? And those are your people. And that feels so good because you then are creating this place for them to belong. Mm -hmm. And we all just want to belong somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Dr. Michelle Mazur, it has been so amazing to spend this time with you. And I wish we had 10 more hours (laughs) together to do this. And maybe we'll just create a series or something. Who knows? But this is amazing. Please, please, please come back and visit us again. We wish you so much, just all of the best with the three word rebellion. And if all of you listeners get your hands on that book, we'll make sure that there's links available for you in our show notes at our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And of course, if you have any questions for us or Dr. Mazur from what you've heard today, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, The Sparkle Hour. And of course, we have our contact uh, information on the website. Again, www.thesparklehour.com. We adore you. We are so excited about the work you're doing in this world. And thank you for saying yes to that wonderful energy next to you. And cheers to your three-word rebellion. Thank you. It was such an amazing time to talk with you both. Thanks for being here. (laughs) All right, y'all. That's it for the Sparkle Hour today. Catch us next time. And be sure to like and share this with all of your best friends. Bye for now. Bye, y'all. (laughs) Oh, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. Hey, right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the sparkle hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis, Keeper coaching and the blessings butterfly to learn more about the topics discussed today. Please visit our website at 
www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please.